guys, so tonight we're talking to Hannah, who is the cactus surgeon, and she's going to tell us all about her gardening story, so I'm just going to let you listen to Hannah and I talking now. Um, so that is when essentially your brain kind of sends the wrong signals to your body um, wow. it's quite a wide-ranging um, disorder people have it in different ways the way it affected me was that my limbs and my kind of torso would twitch in response to sound um, touch um, um, even kind of walking on the pavement um, would, would set those twitches off so I had to kind of radically rethink my lifestyle um, and I'd without really realizing it I'd become disconnected from that from nature whilst in London and whilst I was ill um, the kind of the start of the healing process really for me was to go out every day even if it was really hard to get out of the flat with, with these symptoms and I would seek out nature and I would I would the reason for me to get out of bed was to go and take one good photo every day and it was normally nature occasionally it was architecture and things but normally it was nature so kind of small details that other people were walking past in their haste to get to work or school or what have you so maybe like a fallen leaf or some moss or the spring blossom or whatever was happening um and so that began my healing journey alongside other things i had lots of counseling acupuncture craniosteopathy etc um and then i i left my job i um and then i, I moved back out to essex with my my husband um and really immersed myself once once again in gardening and, and plants um, and it's just been a wonderful 10 years now of, of doing that and really as I say kind of come full circle so that's a bit of a potted, <laughs> potted history yeah wow that that's an amazing story I mean just to think um you know I always talk about like you know the healing power of gardening like I never really kind of thought about it until you know obviously I realised when my husband was like began to be ill with his depression and anxiety and then and then he's, he's got psoriatic arthritis as well so I never really realised I, I mean we were always in the garden my husband would always say oh let's do the garden let's put flowers in and stuff and I just think I just saw it at first as a kind of it's just what you, you get a house and that's what you do but I think it wasn't you know until I really realised like one day that when I'd went out and just kind of thought um, I felt lifted just like you're saying I'm out in the nature and I just, out in the garden and yeah. I was doing some weeding and I thought you know it gave me time to kind of think about and recharge my own batteries and kind of think about Absolutely. Um, I think it does a few things I think for me it got me out of my head which when you're in quite a bad place and there's quite a lot of uncertainty ahead of you I, I didn't know I, it took quite a long time for this thing to be diagnosed and that was very stressful because mm-hmm. I didn't know what the answer was going to be i didn't know if this was a degenerative thing i didn't know if i would recover um so that was very uncertain and when you get outside in nature you know nature just keeps on doing its thing doesn't it it might have a little blip because of the weather but you know every spring that blossom is going to come out so those kind of seasons continue and i, I found that very reassuring that kind of nature kept on doing its thing um, and as i say got me out of my head got rid of those negative thoughts just allowed me to focus on something else and um you know, I've learned a few things um, 
as you said, I forgot to mention my book. I can't believe I did that. But anyway, yeah, so one of the reasons for kind of looking back on this journey is that I've written a book about my experiences. And when I was writing the book, it, um, I read some things about um, neuroscience, and I'm not an expert by any means, so I might get the terminology wrong. But um, neuroscientists talk about um, how your brain can get too focused on negative things. It's kind of negative bias. And actually, you need to retrain your brain to focus on other things to send it down a different route because mm-hmm. our brains um, we can kind of prime our brains you know like when you um, decide to buy a car you then see that car everywhere yeah and you, you haven't before because your brain doesn't take everything in it very much focuses on the things that it thinks you're interested in uh-huh. so if you're interested in knitting you know, that's what you're going to spot on Instagram and in the shops and things you know and it's the same with health I think if you focus on the negative bits of the health your brain's almost kind of thinks oh you want to spend more time on that so I I think without realizing it and very luckily I found nature and my brain then began to focus on that and I think it gave me a gave me a positive and of course there were other positives at that time as well you know friends family jigsaws you know all all sorts of things but nature I, I think was the big thing that kind of pulled me away from this negative place in it and I actually find now that if I have too long away from the garden particularly in the winter you know when you're not out there as much I get a kind of physical kind of itch to kind of get out there and get my hands in the soil and there's something very grounding isn't there about um, being, being out there you know definitely actually you know it's so funny you're saying that because to like i haven't been able to be at the allotment for a couple of weeks like um because i wasn't i was i kind of under the weather last week um and i kind of thought to myself tonight it was so and it's i mean it's raining really rainy day and um i thought i need to go to the allotment like at, at, at this week i need to get up there and do it because like it just it almost does pull you kind of in and and when you're talking about like kind of positivity and stuff so um over the last kind of like over the pandemic really like um i started looking at it, like positivity and like positive positive affirmations and how it can change your mindset because i had like i had low self-esteem and confidence issues and like even like talking on the camera or like talking to you just you know people i didn't know i would never be able to do that because i would be so shy and i would never ever put myself out there like i have on instagram and stuff but whereas like i think like you're saying i started looking at positive things goals i wanted to do certain things that i wanted to you know achieve and i and i'm telling everybody now look like you're saying if you if you think of a goal and you know you're positive then yeah oh you know it might take no you might not get it tomorrow but if you keep looking at that goal and you think i'm going to do it i'm going to do it instead of seeing a negativity you know there's going to be speed bumps and the road of things you want to achieve but if you keep going you will get there rather than saying you know and you could just say i'm not i'm not going to do it and i think that's totally shifted my mindset and it's made me more confident more like kind of i mean i was always kind of happy and, and and chatty within like when I, people i was comfortable with or in like um, the nursery that i work in you know i'd always just kind of been confident with the kids and the parents and stuff um but i always found like with new people in new situations that always kind of filled me with dread and i always remember like my like a couple of years ago before the pandemic i always remember that my um boss in the nursery had asked us all to do a presentation about a certain um, area in the nursery and you were to take it and stand in front of like 
30 or 40 people um, and, I, and I was like oh I can't do that and it, that, it honestly made me ill whereas now I think look what I'm doing speaking to people like and I'm actually like you know doing videos you know doing podcasts reaching out to people and I think it's just amazing how you can just your mindset can shift and just change the way yeah, you see things and even definitely. it's really powerful isn't it i think that kind of visualization thing and also when you're i think when you're passionate about a subject and then you find other people that are as well you kind of find your tribe and that, that kind of gives you confidence as well i know growing up i didn't really feel like there was many other people like me um you know particularly at secondary school you know people weren't into plants back then i wish no. i was growing up now <laughs> you know i'd be the cool one um so it felt quite isolating in a, in a way, but, you know, put me in the garden centre and get me talking to the, you know, so I was quite an awkward kind of teenager at school and, you know, I had a great group of friends, but I didn't feel comfortable with myself, if, if you like. Mm-hmm. Put me in the garden centre, someone asked me, is there anyone who knows about plants? And there'd be me kind of saying, yeah, I do. And they're like looking at me thinking, really? And then I'd, you know, say a few Latin names and they were like, oh, okay, you do know what you're talking about. And suddenly I had this confidence mm-hmm. um, that just wasn't there, like you're saying, in, in, in other parts of your life. So I, I think having a passion for something really can bring out the best in you, maybe. Definitely, um, and I know, like you were saying, like finding your tribe. So for me, like find going to an allotment, obviously, and having like because I've got a garden which I'm very lucky to have, and my my husband he's very good at like making stuff, and um, and I've got my own wee area, and he he likes flowers. I like fl- certain flowers, but he's more of a flower person. Whereas I'm, um, I'm I like to grow like fruit and veg and yeah. um, stuff. So like meeting people at the allotment it, it just was great I think you go and you find yeah. people who have got the same passion as, as you but also I think people are more open at, and chatting at the allotment so like see if someone's you know you go to the allotment and someone's maybe having a hard time like they will open up to you and say you know, I've heard that I've never had an allotment but I've, I've heard people saying saying similar and that you've you've just got a common um, language if you like you've got things to chat about with people that you might have nothing else in common with yeah definitely because I mean I I mean a couple of months ago like I met up and met my um, plot neighbour and I you know I spoke for two hours with the man and I'd never met him you know and it was like we just started talking about like gardening and like mental health and how like, it helps your mental health and he was saying that he's got depression and that's why he got the allotment and I was telling him about my husband and how he had depression um, and how it, it, the garden helps him and I just thought you know the power of gardening is amazing like it's just like in fact, I saw um, I saw on Twitter today that there'd been a study in Edinburgh, I think, with the RSPB, where they'd um, done nature prescribing. So um, health professionals had prescribed time in nature for people with various health conditions, um, and it was hugely successful. You know, they had they said ninety um, percent of the health professionals said they would um, prescribe nature activities again and there was there was something quite empowering for the people that had these health conditions being told to kind of go and do it in a kind of structured sense um that it was good for their mental health and their physical health and that they all felt that they the um the ones because they had a control group the ones that had been out in nature would seem to kind of recover quicker and all these kind of things so there's 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 more and more science out there showing that this stuff really you know makes um fantastic changes in, in your body and in your mind 
Definitely. I mean, for me, when I found out, like when I went to um, when I went down to see Gardeners World Live down in Birmingham, I think it was two thousand eighteen. And when I went there, and Monty Don was speaking about like how like the I've always been a child, right? A person who likes mud. You know, I work with kids, so the mud kit. I would always have the mud kitchen. I'd always be in the mud. I'd always be like, like putting stuff in the mud, making treasures and all that stuff. That was just, you know, I just was out in nature in the garden. And when I found out that he said, you know, because I don't really like wearing gloves. I know some gardeners like really need to wear gloves, but for me, I like to feel the soil. And yeah. obviously, the mud when it goes into your. Um, your hands like yeah. it's got natural serotonin in it so yeah, it actually gives microbes. you yeah. so I'm like wow that's amazing and I always kind of thought like like you're saying when you went to the when you were in the mud or in the garden you always felt better and I thought it's amazing just thinking the power of nature even like we, me and my husband were watching David Attenborough's program um on Sunday and I, and I, I said to him I was like looking at like plants and it, it's just fascinating like I think for me, like when I've been learning, like with like my course and stuff that I'm doing with the RHS, I just I was oh, yeah. like, plants are so similar to us, but they we just they, can't speak their language. Just a, yeah, they're <laughs> just on a bit of a slower time scale, aren't you? And when you, I mean, I've been watching the Green Planet as well, and it's incre- it's incredible. I, I still remember the um, series you did back in the late '90s. Was it Private Life of Plants? And I remember the, the brambles. They did time lapse of brambles uh-huh. and just seeing the way they moved. Um, and when you when you you know do that time lapse photography and see the way plants move, you know it, it's it's incredible, it's mind blowing. Um, and I think there's still you know a lot a lot to learn as well, um, you know about plants and, and different plant groups as well. You know when you start breaking it down, I mean the lichens and mosses, liverworts, and I, you know I don't know anything about those, um, but they, they fascinate me. I think it's they really do. yeah. I, I think with gardening, you're always kind of learning. I think there's always mm, like you're saying, definitely. you know, there's something like I started out with like growing the food and like thinking about I want to grow my own fruit and veg and like growing them from seed. And obviously lockdown, um, I was working from home because I'm asthmatic, so um, I had to work from home for like six months, which in which gave me like time. Like my husband was like, Do you know, well you're you're at home and I um because I was like kind of stuck in front of a computer and I was doing like paperwork and stuff he was like and I was getting kind of down because I couldn't see my family um you know I couldn't get out I couldn't do anything um and he was like look going into the greenhouse go and do some seed sowing go and like see how you what you can do and you know it's I've spoke to other gardeners as well like and I think I've actually I've not even lost this pure enthusiasm was see when you plant a seed and you and it starts to grow as a seedling see the excitement my husband unfortunately hasn't got as much excitement as me when a seedling has started to grow I'm like oh my goodness look my seedlings have started to grow my sweet corn's growing a wee bit and he's like it's a plant but he likes plants but maybe just is a different thing out with me whereas you know for me it would get me I'd get up in the morning I would go out to the greenhouse you know open it up you know check on the plants and it was great to just like see them growing and it gave oh it's wonderful I think it's it's it gives you a sense of purpose, doesn't it? To just oh, definitely. And I I think even um, you know I say I say to people sometimes you know because some people you know are stuck in the house a lot for health reasons, um, but you can do these things inside. You can have things on your windowsills, and mm-hmm. even looking after houseplants. I mean, I have hundreds of houseplants in, in my in my house. Um, some of them are better than others. Um, 
not great at watering them, so the things that survive are the ones that tend to want less water. But just the act of going round and watering them. Actually, there's one I can see now. I've got a cactus over there, and it's got a little um, new shoot coming. And you know, just kind of dusting them off and feeding them. You know, you're 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 caring for something, and you're again, you're getting out of your head. And I think for some people, actually, just having a few houseplants just to start them getting out of their head. You know, if they've got depression or, or something like that, can can be really valuable. Um, and I think it's great that young people are getting into houseplants. I think when you know students go, I, I used to have the odd houseplant um, in my student house, but I think if I was a student again now, I'd, I'd you know fill the room. <laughs> um, so I think a lot of benefits. Definitely. I mean, I, I agree with you. When, when I was, I mean, I'm not, um, I'm just in my, my mid-30s, but um, when I was, like, in my, my 20s and stuff, like, I, I would never, ever have thought about gardening. Um, I would never have thought, like, I would just, my mum and dad went into gardening, so it was never a thing, you know. My mum and dad just had grass and stuff, but when I met my husband, like, when I was 24, he'd always been in, like you, he'd, um, his papa had had a heart attack when he was 45. Um, so Joe had to give up work so like that his wife had um, bought my greenhouse he had a massive garden and Neil my husband he was like um, he was just three or four at the time he started gardening and um, he kind of taught him from that age how to garden so my husband always had that kind of wonder of the garden and he liked going out and buying his own when we got our own kind of house because we that we bought our first house we bought he was so excited about the garden and doing it up and getting you know oh let's go and get flowers let's build things for it and develop it because he well he's a land and a land and building severe so i think for him he likes to build things so but he likes to but yeah so he kind of brought the love of gardening to me and at first i didn't really think anything of it you know um until obviously i started to kind of grow like my like it's funny how like so i always talk about my husband is really and and joe's his papa are really the people who's got me into the the garden because my husband kind of bought me like my first kind of a strawberry plant it was like a pound out of being cured something in a tomato plant for a pound and um because i like that talking about my confidence i said to him i wouldn't I'll, i won't be able to grow stuff and he went why and he's like i'm gonna set you i'm gonna set you this challenge this year now this was like 2018 He's like, I'm going, to, I'm going to set you this challenge and there you go, there's plants, look after them. But do you know what? That challenge changed my whole perspective because, like you're saying, I learned about the plant. I learned about how to, like, like you know, with the tomatoes, what you've got to take off, like the suckers and things that, you know, take. I learned about how to feed it. And do you know, I've got lots of... Sh- I've still got the strawberries that from 2018 in my garden. So, and obviously the tomatoes only did one year, but you know, I always grow tomatoes now in my greenhouse, so I think that's like, it's like a little seed that someone sows on It doesn't take take much, and I think that's what's great for kids as well, is you can spark that interest. Um, And you know, children are always fascinated by by plants and seeing them grow, you know, and I think it's it's great that... um, you know, the natural world is more is, is accessible for that generation and that they want to look after it as well. You know, so I, I'm, I'm hopeful that, um, you know, this trend for houseplants are growing, I, you know, I really think it's here to stay. I don't, I don't think it's a fad. I, I, I do think that we're just learning about nature and its importance all the time. And I, I think the next generation is going to be 
better at looking after it because of that i really hope i hope so too and i think it is like i work it in the nursery and like i remember like when i started teaching like the kids when i got the allotment for the, the children um like they didn't know where like they didn't know where fruit and veg came from they said tesco so I, yeah. which was like um, i was like wow like you know and i and now like a lot of the children know like they'll see seeds and like oh that seeds we're going to grow we're going to grow a plant whereas, whereas before you know a couple of years ago before we started growing in the nursery they would never have actually like yeah. put it together and thought oh that can make food and you know even just being at the allotment and like again like the children getting to meet up with you know a different different age groups and like people who are older and um, people like who maybe lived a, there were some members in the allotment who lived alone who didn't get to see anybody so when they came in the, to the allotment they would get to speak to me and the staff that were with me and the children and you know I think that just kind of it changes everybody's life because they're getting to get out Absolutely. and gives them a purpose to get out and chat about their life and um, it's great to just kids are like sponges and I think we do need to really definitely look after the environment because you know the, the climate change how things are going it's just it's quite scary actually when because I think it was I think at first people always just thought that's just something some people talk about but nothing will ever happen but I think now when you look at the way the weather's going and how it's different um, and just like things we're losing on the planet as well it's just like we need to I mean I'm very keen recycler I do annoy my husband but I'm trying to save bottles and stuff and save like um, yogurt pots to take into work to do stuff with them and he's like then he's like no are you going to take them into work come on but I think he's like just put them in the recycle bin and I'm like no I need to we're going to do something with that you know or like making my rain catchers you know um to collect the rain and stuff in the garden I'm like no we can reuse them we can turn it into something new but I think it's just like I'm really keen to have a compost bin as well so that's my that is my aim I did want to do it last year but I just we just didn't get around to it but this year I aim to have a compost I've got the compost bin I just need to get it in the garden and start composting um because I think that it'll, it'll be great and it just helps the environment and it's less stuff going to like the rubbish you know even absolutely. though absolutely even though like we've got a brown bin that's for like food waste and stuff and things you can compost i just think it's great to have your own compost definitely so how did your book come about that you got to write yeah, it yeah so so i when I was in London, I, I wrote a lot for work, so in the, in the PR agency, and then I had a head of communications job. So I'd always written for work, but I'd never, um, I'd, I, you know, I wrote at school, and I loved English at school. Um, but then in lockdown, I kind of had this half idea that I wanted to write a book, and I joined a pop-up group called Write That Book with this guy called Michael Heppel, who's a motivational speaker and an author that I had seen speak at a conference some years previously and I'd been following him on Facebook so I did this pop-up group and he was in a week he kind of said right okay you know ask your friends and family if you're going to write a book what would it be about um, you know think of the title think, think of what it's about what's your cover going to look like and by the end of that week we kind of all of us in that group were like wow we, we could write this book and then um, I signed up to one of his paid courses and the book really developed and I thought it was going to be a book about growing up at garden centre which is in there but actually what came out for me and what became an absolute obsession in a way 
was to write about this connection between my health and nature. Um, and that just came out so strongly. Um, and I called it the cactus surgeon because um, when I was six, that's what I wanted to be. <laughs> so well, wow. I would, yeah, I would sit in our kitchen um, next to the windowsill where we had some cactus and, you know, I would gouge out rotten bits of cactus and I would try and, um, you know, graft bits back on with cocktail sticks. And it was a fleeting ambition, thankfully. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was kind of fun. And when we were talking about titles in the group, that was the one that everyone else said, you know, you've got to got to go for that one um so um it's a cactus surgeon and then the subtitle is using nature to fix a faulty brain so that's very much the thread um through the book um and it kind of ended really nicely with because i wrote it in lockdown you know the epilogue and the kind of end of it is then about my relationship with nature in the lockdown which was you know kind of intensified even more for for lots of us wasn't it and i i know you know the last um six months you know I missed although I you know love being back in um, a more normal routine I do miss those kind of daily walks you know my local woods um, I haven't been to for several weeks now whereas we were going you know once twice three three times a week so I do, I do miss that kind of intense relationship um, with nature and it, it just it just worked with, with the book to kind of wrap it up in that way so yeah it, it was, it's been a it's been a it's been a great journey and I, I've been really um, pleased with the feedback I've got that people have said it's made them think about their relationship with nature and actually given people that maybe are struggling with their mental health or their physical health some hope that they can do something about their situation because I think what I talk about in the book is is very accessible um, I'm not here to say nature heals all of, of, of course not but it can help make things a little bit better for some people um so yeah i've been really pleased that people have said it's made them think about maybe slowing down and really looking at what's around them um and yeah just engaging with nature in a slightly different way not just kind of walking past it definitely i always because ken i was quite always intrigued by your um by the name of the book and i wondered what the story was behind it um i was like wow that's really an interesting name um but wow what an what an inspirational story for you to um you know have wrote your book about how you've kind of journeyed through to where you've came and now look what what you've achieved um and it's kind of changed your life and i think um i think nature is just amazing like that and i think even like you're saying me and my husband were having this conversation about you know like you're saying in like lockdown and stuff that i think we all did kind of slow down and we all maybe life just is a bit too fast paced and and we don't stop to actually take a little kind of five minutes and look about because i think for me um in lockdown I think I noticed more nature, like more, you know, like butterflies, bees, like I had, we yeah. had dragonflies. Yeah. That I'd never ever noticed and I noticed little things in our garden, but when you like when I work full time, my husband works full time Monday to Friday, you you kinda just sometimes don't stop to look, you're that busy doing things and whereas when we were like like you're saying we were kinda stuck in the house working from home, I kinda thought you know, you, it's the little things in life that you just miss out on. Um, and I think yeah. maybe, 
I don't know. I still think maybe we need to, as a society, kind of step back and look at how the work-life balance is because I think maybe, you know, it's not as good for people's mental health. The fact that, you know, we're all kind of, you know, maybe in offices or maybe like, you know, so busy, so stressful. I think maybe we need to sit, look at a way as a society about how people are working and how it could be more flexible. How you kind of give nature or like I know there is companies that will have like garden areas or like maybe like go and do like um, volunteering at gardening places and stuff. So I definitely think that it was something that made us think, you know, because we have we both have got busy jobs, me and my husband, and I think really having that time off I think I always said to my friends you know although it had its bad points you know that you couldn't see people you were you know you were stuck in the house I think you also appreciated just what the time you had to like you say go for a walk or just like say right I'm going to go to the allotment for a couple hours and just not think about anything and just kind of come just kind of lose yourself because I always think for me like the allotment it's always been somewhere that I, I go and it's like my happy place and I and, and I always say although I think I've stopped saying it now I always say to my husband I'm only going for like an hour but now it's now he just laughs it's like no she you're not, it's, not. <laughs> it's like no that's right it's like, and I think um, one of the interesting things for me in lockdown was was my daughter so I've got um she's now nine but she was she was eight um back when she was stuck at home, you know, being homeschooled, she's an only child, so that was pretty mm-hmm. tough. She went from, you know, being with her friends all the time to being seven months with just mum and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was quite a challenge. And it did definitely affect her mental health. And the time when she was happiest and freest was being outside. Now, I won't lie, it took about 20 to 30 minutes to get her out of the house. This was this was not some kind of idyllic, oh, let's all skip outside. There was normally an argument. We normally had to put our shoes on for her. She would stomp around for the first 10 minutes of the walk. Um, But by the end of that walk, she was skipping, she was smiling, she was saying, mummy, look at that, look at that beautiful tree, look at that leaf. And I would come back and just think, done the right thing and it was funny because she's been writing since I've been write, write, written my book she's been writing little blog posts and things and she, wow. wrote one, she wrote one the other day which was so cute it was like um, something about looking at nature and she said now I'll be honest I don't always want to go on walks but I always feel better when I have and I was just like yes you know even she has, has realised um, how important it is to her um, and she's nine so you know that that's great I think well that's something she can fall back on as I have Mm -hmm. she can go back to that at any point in her life and she can you know have periods where she's not connected to nature but if she is struggling she that's that's there for anyone isn't it you know it's free um and even if you are in a city an urban environment you you can seek these things out um, definitely um, because like like you're saying, you know, through the power of Instagram, you know, meeting up with people who have got different types of gardens. So like Jason, who was on the show, who I, I keep in contact with, um, like he's got a garden on the, the 18th floor uh, in a balcony wow. in cool. um, Manchester. So he's the cloud gardener. So look him up. He's, he's, okay, he's well, fantastic. He's great. He's got a YouTube channel. Um, he's on Instagram and he's just, he's brilliant. And he, like, in lockdown, decided just to start growing stuff. And his garden is amazing. Now, I've spoke to a lot of people, you know, even, like, in 
and they'll say, I don't have a garden. And, and I'm like, but you could grow anywhere. And I think he is the example of growing anywhere, you know. And for him, like, so he has anxiety. And he said that the garden has actually brought him out his shell. It's It gave him purpose when he was in lockdown, working for home and stuff. Like, it gave him something to go out. And it gave him his own wee bit of nature because... Yeah. you know even out and he started tending to plants and his confidence is just grown from strength to strength because like me he was a little bit you know shy about making videos but now he's, he's just doing brilliant it's just great you know and he's honestly check him out and because he's such a and he's doing little videos he's doing little how to's now and it just shows you how like just starting like a tiny like having a clear garden like balcony and a lot of people i mean i admit even myself i probably would have thought okay oh, probably can't grow a lot get a couple of window boxes or something but for him he's got like a pond he's got he's got veg he's got you know he had tomatoes he had lettuce he had um flowers he had like a he's got a a bee house for bees to live in he had a caterpillar so like it just shows you like and i suppose i always say nature is such a great thing and that you know the saying you know if you build it they will come you know because a lot a lot of the times like people say oh i'd like to have like a bee house i'd like to have this and you're like oh but i can't and i think do you know what let's just try it and see um and see what you because we we've just that we're just adding some of these bee houses and butterfly houses and air garden. It's something that I've wanted to do for a while. Is just kind of give nature a, a home and stuff. And we've got little robins that um our neighbor one of our neighbors has got like a kind of hedge, and I think they must live in the hedge. And it, so we've got like a little kind of bird house um for them, and we've got like different types of birds and stuffs. The, and I think the more you kind of add to it the more like nature will come and we've got we're going to add a, a pond to the garden as well so it's wonderful it's like so, so one of the things i talk about in the book that i'm really passionate about is that you can engineer small wonders of nature in, in your life mm-hmm. so you don't have to kind of um get them by coincidence so things like um planting bulbs in the autumn you know then that in spring when you need it those kind of the end of the winter you're going to see those little shoots coming up and that's going to bring you that moment of joy um i've planted recently some new shrubs with berries on because i noticed that my neighbors have got some quite established um Mm-hmm. huge kind of 10 12 feet um, bushes with berries on and they get you know the field fairs and the, and the blackbirds and the thrushes and even waxwings one one year coming to feed on them and i was thinking well wow if i have them in my garden they're going to come even closer to my window i'm you know i'm more likely to see them and i think there's all kinds of things that you can do through the year to make sure you've got a kind of succession of what i call the, the small wonders and you know feeding birds um, nesting boxes they're they're all brilliant ways of, of, of doing that I think so it's kind of not not leaving it to chance but actually thinking well okay w- what's my view out of the kitchen window in the winter where I do the washing up let's put something there that's got some awesome color on it or that um, looks good when it's when it's frosty you know I've got an amazing um, fennel that I just leave the seed heads all winter mm-hmm. and in the frost this morning you know they're sparkling and look amazing and then sometimes I get little tiny birds like warblers or something on there picking off the seeds um so it's it's just thinking about using your garden to bring those experiences to you I think um, is the way I look at it yeah definitely I mean do you know what I love about garden is the amount of people like the people you can meet 
and you know the things you will learn from each other you know um like even today i was i would like i would i've got a student who's training to be a nursery teacher and um she was saying to me oh it's great like when i come to nursery i get to see yous and you do really interesting stuff and i learn and you know i think oh that's great i'll 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 try that and i thought you know for me i was like yeah that's right we all learn each other every day is a school day but like i kind of feel as if for me like in guard the garden that's what i'm like you know like my husband's like i ask him questions and stuff and like people will ask me questions and work like oh what did i do with my plant and what did i do with that and like yeah. people people yeah. gave me plants like because they're like the, the, my plant is dying can you save it and i'm like oh that's a lot of pressure <laughs> you know and um and i mean like even just like you're talking about kids getting into gardening like one of my um deputies her little boy so he'd been given a, a sunflower but it was in um winter time and what had happened was so a little boy had looked after it and he was doing everything he gave it light and you know he was, he was watering it and he said mom my plants died why is it died so she came in she asked me um and i said oh, it's the wrong time i said it's too cold so like when i so then like when it came the next spring I had grown like giant sunflowers so what I did was I gave like them little plug plants of like sunflowers and gave them to my deputy and she took them home and she was sending me like pictures of her kids and like videos of them like with their sunflower growing and they were she said she said they loved it she said that you had given them something because obviously he had been so upset that he'd yeah. be, he thought so I've done something the plants died and I was like he hasn't done anything it's it's just not the right time you know if it'd been anything else you know if she'd picked a winter like growing um, flower it would have been fine but then that i think and maybe the teacher didn't know you know and she's just thought i'd like to do some growing let's try that um but i think then that can then put kids off because they think well i can't do it then because it's died i mean i suppose that's a, a lesson in itself as well as you know things do die sometimes um, but i think that's why it's good to start with easy projects isn't it you know even when you know, the really young kids, you start them off with a crest. You, know, you can't go wrong unless you forget to water it. You, you cannot, a bit of water every day, you know, it is going to grow. Um, you can grow that anywhere, you know. So I think some of those easy projects for, for the younger ones are fantastic and just getting their confidence up. Um, Definitely. Yeah, doing something, doing something a bit trickier. It's great. It is just great to like that. that, that. I like to see like the, um, you know, people have kind of found the power on, on the kind of like, wow, I've grew that. And it just gives them that kind of bit of confidence and that bit of like, I've done that. And I think it's great. Just to, just that something small can actually just change how someone kind of thinks that I'm going to do that and, and adds on to each year. Um, but, um, we're nearly running out of time so i'm gonna thank you for coming on and it's been so interesting speaking to you um and hearing all about your book and your story and it was lovely to chat with you oh you too it's always a pleasure to chat with um anyone who kind of uh thinks you know the same as me that loves nature and loves gardening um it's, it's always a pleasure so thank you very much so much to hannah for coming on the show and you can check out hannah's cactus surgeon profile on instagram and you can also look up her book to find out more about her story